Now let's get to some insights on the news, shaping the markets on this Thursday. For that, we welcome in Tracy Chen, Portfolio Manager, Head of Structured Credit at Brandywine Global. Tracy, thanks so much for being with us. Obviously, we talked about a lot of volatility. They sell into the rallies. We were hoping for a couple of up weeks here, for the bulls at least. Uh, tell me your thoughts on what we're seeing now at this point. Nico, thank you, uh, and good morning. I think uh, we have three catalysts that the market should be watching. And uh, if you look at the months of May, especially since late May, we had a great uh, market reversal and uh, the, there is a decent rally in both equity market and credit market. Um, let's look at the driver behind the, the, the reversal. I think the drivers are, um, first, the market has been oversold uh, and the uh, sentiment has been very bearish. And then uh, the market is hoping for some uh, potential Fed's pause in September and also Shanghai is reopening. So all these uh, drivers uh, has been boosted the market rally. But going forward, I think the market should be still focusing on three categories. One is inflation, the other is the Fed, the third one is the global growth. Um, so let's talk about inflation first. I think the market consensus is probably inflation peaks here or it is in the process of a peaking. And I think um, for investors, we should be more uh, look at look, we should be looking at inflation in a more differentiated way. Um, and and the way that I'm looking at is uh, I look at durable goods uh, like used car price and household furniture and uh, home appliances. So all those uh, like housing market related, uh, the inflation uh, there is has been moderating. But if you look at non-durable goods uh, like fuel, food. Um, and um, the, the, um, and also rent um, and so so sorry the, the non-durable goods like fuel and and, and food I, I think um, there you, you you still have a lot of upward pressure on inflation and if you look at services yeah. like uh, rent airfares and car rental and and the hotel uh, hotel expenses they are also uh, having some upward pressure. Yeah, and that's the whole thing because the question that everybody asks is is you know has inflation peaked and all these things but the truth of the matter is that i just heard some incredible stats knock me right off my chair about rents in manhattan for a one room single door man building forty five hundred dollars i mean that is i've been living in manhattan my entire life that is the most ever that i've ever heard um, it really shows there is no reprieve, not now. And we'll get that CPI print tomorrow. Tell me within the CPI print tomorrow, the data, what will you be watching for specifically? So I will be watching for month over month uh, increase or, or, or stabilization and then year over year. So it, I, I especially will look at uh, the durable versus non-durable and also services. Um, and um, my guess is um, th there is some uh, still some upward pr pressure, especially months over months. Um, and um, there is some also seasonality uh, in the CPI data as well. Um, so I, I think most of the CPI data right now is also driven by housing because rent has some lagging effect, uh, lagging effect from housing. And um, the owner's equivalent rent has about 12 months lag from the housing price data. And uh, um, I think the consensus on housing is the price is going to slow down. Um, but I, I don't think there will be a collapse of housing prices because we still have a severe shortage of supply. And, um, and home is now a sanctuary. It's not just a home because uh, everyone working from home all have a hybrid structure. And, and also um, 
the most of the mortgage product in the U.S. is fixed rate right now. Um, the adjustable mortgage rate is uh, is 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 very very small portion. So the the interest rate sensitivity in the housing market is less than the than during the uh, global financial crisis. So I think the housing price should stay um, elevated for quite some time, even though it, it can drop from like 20% uh, HPA to probably yeah. uh, high or mid high single digit. Yeah, but it's still inflationary. Right. And you said that you believe the rally, as I said, they were selling into all the rallies. You agree. You said it's a bear market rally that we've right. seen here the last couple of times. Um, Right. You know, and there are hopes that the Fed might pause maybe in September or later, certainly come down mm -hmm. from 50 voice basis points at every meeting. What are you seeing that the Fed will likely do in the back half of the year? Because June and July, 50-50, right? 50 basis points, 50 right. basis points is probably what we'll get. Mm -hmm. How about right. after that? I think Fed will be very data dependent. And um, the, the critical thing is for Fed is whether they are comfortable with inflation uh, settling uh, lower, but uh, still much higher than their target, uh, which is 2%. So if inflation settled down to about like 4% uh, to, to 6%, will they pause there or will they still be very determined and, and dogmatic to, to reach the 2% level? If that's the case, I think that they are going to continue tighten. Uh, but if they are happy with a moderation of inflation rate from 8% to 4 to 6%, and they are going to pause and, and dependent on how, how, how the global growth will become, I think that's another approach. Um, so uh, it remains to be seen which way they are going to um, skew towards. Yeah, and as China, you mentioned earlier, you said maybe they've been buying in because we did have an oversold market. There were a lot of bearish signs, and sometimes people like right. to be contrarian. You did have Shanghai reopening at this point now. Um, the correlation right. between China, supply chains, mm -hmm. demand, the global picture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think China. So when we look at global growth, there are two biggest drivers. One is Chinese growth, um, uh, which is a global growth engine. The other is U.S. consumer. So these two big legs of the global growth. And if you look at China, my, my biggest worry is there is a zero COVID policy. And yesterday I saw the case flare up again in, in Shanghai. And they, are, they, they actually, they are locking down par, partial, uh, partially again in Shanghai. Um, as the cases, I think um, yesterday was like 149 uh, nationwide. Um, even though it's very low, but their tolerance for COVID cases is very low. So I think that's the biggest risk. And um, how are they going to carry through those uh, stimulus measures? Uh, does zero COVID uh, equals zero growth? <laughs> it's hard to 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 uh, to figure at this point. And because uh, the consumer sentiment, business business confidence, and uh, the animal spirits is very low there. So I agree, the valuation in, Ch in Chinese assets is very attractive. But again, uh, you have to reconcile with the fundamental, right? Right. We were talking about the Chinese uh, large cap ETF a lot yesterday, FSXI. Um, it's great to talk with you, Tracy. I appreciate it. Tracy Chen of Brandywine, thanks for being here.